Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be starting the next sermon in his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. You can find information about our church at shiarjeshub.org, and you can view our weekly Sunday message on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. Here's Pastor Greg. We return this morning to the Heavenly Authority series, and we are coming toward the close of the series, and there's a few things we need to tie up uh, in this New Testament section. And let's speak uh, for a few minutes and review recognition of heavenly authority. How can we recognize God's given authority? How can we recognize God's servants? How do we identify, how do we perceive if someone or if some ministry is from the Lord? Last time, we saw different levels of leadership positions where things were not right, right? We talked about the religion trap. We talked about those that preached the true gospel, but from the wrong motives. We talked about the false prophets, the false teachers, the total cultic apostasies. And then we talked about the, the era that we have so common today, the era of compromise and silence, preaching part of the truth, but being very silent about other areas in fear of offending, uh, in fear of not having the numbers come into the church, of, not, of being called intolerant. Uh, and those were all the things uh, that can happen wrong in leadership. How can we know when they're right? How can we know when it is truly heavenly authority? This ties into the question we started with at the very beginning, way, way back in the series from Matthew chapter 21 at verse 23. Now when he came into the temple, Jesus, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching. And in the Gospel of Luke chapter 20, verse 1, the sister passage, it says he was giving them the gospel, the good news. And said, they said to him, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority. By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Certainly Jesus was not a Levite. He was not a descendant of Aaron. He was not on the Sanhedrin. He was not one of the elders. Who gave you this authority? By what authority are you doing these things? But Jesus answered and said to them, I will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. Now, he has told them before. If you read the Gospel of John, there are whole sections on the authority by which Jesus was performing his ministry, and he spoke directly to the religious leaders. This is now the Passion Week. The baptism of John, verse 25, the baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven? Or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, 
he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. Now John was a Levite. John was a descendant of Aaron. But when he ministered, he went out into the Jordan. He was not at the temple. And the people intuitively knew from the history of Israel and God's workings with the Old Testament saints that this man was a man of God. Now, the religious leaders didn't recognize him. He was not of them. He did not join their institution. He was not ordained by them, though in some ways he had more authority as the descendant of Aaron than some of them. And they did not recognize him, but they don't know what to say because his teaching, notice he's not saying the man, he's saying his teaching. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? Now the baptism of John, what was it doing? It was calling people to repentance, right? It was turning Israelites that had turned away from God back to God to wash themselves clean of sin, to turn back to God Almighty. Certainly this is a work of God. Certainly they should be rejoicing, right? But they were not. They should have recognized it. It didn't need a seal from the Sanhedrin. It did not need any credential. God gave his own credential on it. It was in keeping with his word, and the miracle of the changed lives should have been testimony to it. But they were in opposition to John. And so, from heaven, if we say from heaven, then he'll say to us, why didn't we believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude for all count John as a prophet, we're going to lose our position here. Notice they're not concerned about what? The truth. Where was it from? Just like they're not concerned about the truth when they ask Jesus, when they ask him, by what authority do you do these things? They should be asking themselves, hey, this John, people are turning back to God through his ministry. Could this be from God? They're not concerned about the truth of God's authority. They're concerned about who? Themselves. If we say, then he'll say to us, why didn't you believe? And we'll be showed up. If we say that he wasn't from God, then the multitude, our people that we count on, they're going to be mad at us. So they answered and said, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. They weren't being honest with him, and he then would not throw his pearls to swine. By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? How can we know? We spent months in the series looking at examples from the Old Testament and then the New Testament of how God deals with men and chooses and anoints his servants. Right? If you know the history of Israel, you know John and John's baptism is from God. If you know anything about the New Testament, it helps you to understand what is from God and what is not from God. The history of how God works, how he chooses. We've studied the work of the apostles and the evangelists and the teachers. We went through the book of Acts. We understand how God worked with people in the church. We've discussed the message Scripture as foundation to authenticate any teaching, the gospel, 
any teaching must be based upon the Word of God. The message, the word spoken, you test by what you hear. Does it line up? Does it line up with the Word of God? Is it scriptural? And we've talked about that. We've looked at false prophets and false teachers, how their words do not line up, how their actions do not line up. We talked about the signs that accompany true apostles, true leaders, true believers, right? The miracles, the anointings. Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Romans 15, 19, And mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and around to Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. The anointing of the Holy Spirit upon their lives, upon their ministries, and the dedication and the sacrifice they showed. Paul talks about the labors, the stripes, the prisons. How many times he was in danger of death. How he bore the marks of Jesus on his body. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 9, For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last as men condemned to death, for we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. And he goes on to talk about how they were hungry and thirsty, how they were reviled, yet they blessed, how they were persecuted, yet they endure. And the dedication that these servants have of even putting their own lives in jeopardy. That's how much they loved the truth and they desired and they felt the anointed of God's Spirit to bring out the truth. By the anointing God placed upon their lives, by the sacrifices they made, you know. And then the deeds that are done. We've emphasized the Lord's teaching on this many times, um, but we should look at it again in Matthew chapter 7. And verse 15, we study this in several sections. The last time, I believe, was on the section of the false prophets. He says, Beware of false prophets, Matthew 7, 15, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears Good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. The nature of it. You know, a wolf could put on a disguise of a sheep, of a lamb and come into a group and fool people externally. But what is internal will ultimately come out. A good tree is incapable of producing bad fruit and a bad tree is incapable of producing good fruit, especially in the long term. You might have some uh, small things that come out that look good, but if you watch it long enough, the fruit's bad. Right? Because if God is in there, if the Spirit of God is inside, good things are going to come out. And if the devil's in there, bad things will ultimately come out. In um, 
Luke chapter 6 and verse 43, he reviews this teaching and he gives us more information. Luke 6, 43, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes, grapes from a bramble bush. And here's the key, verse 45. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what? Good. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, we're going deep down into the heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth what? Evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Ultimately, out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. On shiarjeshub.org, you will find information about our church, as well as a library of Bible radio and video programs to help strengthen your Christian life and witness. The live streams on YouTube begin at 10.30 a.m. and remain posted up on YouTube as well as rumble.com and on the church website. Also, it is critical that ministries that preach God's Word be supported in these perilous times. And on our website, we have a secure page where you can make your donation to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. And thank you in advance for whatever the Lord would lead you to give. That website again is shiarjashub.org and you can check Isaiah 7 verse 3 for the spelling.